That's a joke, okay? <laughs> uh, just to cheer me up. <laughs> you do laugh a lot, okay? Laugh very big, like <laughs> like you have never heard a joke in your life. Yeah. Okay. Laugh very big, okay? Start now. Laughter is good for you, you know. I heard, right? Does it feel good already? Yes. Good. Okay. Cool. Now, maybe you laugh more. This one. A man, his wife, and the mother-in-law went on holiday to Jerusalem. You know, in in Israel. You know, right? Okay where Jesus was. And uh, when they were there, the mother-in-law just died. So the undertaker uh, tell them that uh, there are two prizes, you know? If you uh, um, ship home, then it costs you $5,000. But if you bury her here, even in the Holy Land, it costs you only $100. So the man think about it a little while and say, I want her home. And the undertaker, you know, the one who worry about the, the burial? You know the undertaker, right? The guy for coffee. Say, but why? Why would you prefer to pay more, more money to take her home instead of burying here in a holy land and only for $100? You know, instead of $5,000, you pay only $100. And she can be buried here nicely, you know, and cheap. I don't understand it. So the man said, ah, you know, not long ago, a few thousand years ago, there was a man who died and buried here and he came back to life. I don't want this to happen. (laughs) Just to make sure, you know. (laughs) Oh, poor mother. (laughs) <laughs> okay, there's an, a man, you know, <laughs> I don't know why, <laughs> why always about men. They like anything for themselves, even good things, say, man. A bad thing, they also like, also men. <laughs> they really want to possess everything, just blindly grab it. No, don't care if it's good for you or bad for you. Okay, so a man goes into a shop and sees something that uh, he never seen before. <laughs> they haven't seen much, huh? So he went in the shop and he didn't see something. He saw something he never seen before. So he asked the shopkeeper, "What is that?" And the shopkeeper tell him, "This is a thermo thermos flask, you know." Is and the man asked, well, "What is it for then?" He say. This uh, thermal flask can keep hot things hot and cold things cold. I said, oh, that's just what I need. I'll buy one. <laughs> okay, so he bought one. He brought it into his office Yeah, next day, feeling very, you know, proud about it. And the boss asked him, what is that that you got there? So he said, oh, this is a thermal flask. Uh, it keeps hot things hot and uh, cold things keep cold in there. So he said, oh, that's wonderful. Huh, so what did you keep in there? He said, two cups of coffee and two scoops of ice cream. (laughs) 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 
Yeah, I told you, men, they like anything. Good thing, they also say men did it. Bad thing, also men. Okay. An American tourist, you know, went to Ireland and decided to go, went out to explore the city, yeah? Mm. And uh, suddenly he, he need to go to do pee-pee, yeah? <laughs> So he thought he'd just uh, go on the roadside, you know, like <laughs> some of them do. And then the police caught him. Said, oh, no, not here. Oh, cannot do that. I said, oh, I have to, it's desperate. So the police said, oh, I know some better place, I take you. <laughs> Don't worry. So he took him into a beautiful garden. There's a mansion in it, you know, a lot of roses and flowers and fountain. Oh, there's a beautiful palace like so he said, hey, you can do it anywhere here you want. <laughs> the Irish believe the police, why not? Okay, that's very nice. So after he finished, he's released. He feel very good and come out and shake his hand and say, thank you, sir. My God. Wow, I didn't know island people are so good like that. Is that really old Irish courtesy, sir? You know, it's typical old Irish courtesy. So the policeman said, no, no, this is what we call... British Embassy. <laughs> so much love, huh? <laughs> okay. Now this is for good for vegetarian. Mm. The mother was cooking something. You know, deer, deer steaks. You know the deer with the horn? Yeah, deer, deer meat. And served to the family, yeah. The son asked uh, the father, Oh, what is it? You know, what is this here that we eat? So the father say, Oh, uh, before the father say somebody, some other son say, Is it must be beef steak? Or the, the father say, No, no, today is different. It's not beef steak. Have a guess what it is. So the other son, the first son, say, I don't know what it is. If it's not beefsteak, I have no idea how to guess it. So the father say, I give you a hint. You know, there's something that sounds like your mother, you know, uh, call me sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 So the son said, ah, oh, lousy loser, right? <laughs> the son, huh? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, he was expecting him to say, my dear, you know. <laughs> right. Little boy was sitting in the park and was eating, you know, uh, something, you know, mixing. And an old lady comes over to tell him off, say, Son, don't you know that? Eating all those sweets will rot uh, your teeth, you know, and even make you ill. So the, the little kids say, Oh, my grandfather lived to be 120 years old. Yeah? So the old lady said, but did he always eat the whole bag of sweet like this? 
in one at one time like you do. Um, so the little boy said, "No, no, he didn't, but he did mind his own business." <laughs> you got it? <laughs> yeah, because the the old woman tell him what to do. <laughs> this uh, three women for a change. It was all men, eh? And now woman. There's a woman and there's another woman. Three women die. Uh, together because I have a car accident, you know, so they died together and went to heaven. And St. Peter said, Okay, we have only one rule, huh? don't step on any ducks around here because we have ducks a lot in heaven. <laughs> okay, so fine. Uh, everybody is very careful, but still so many ducks, so it's inevitable that one of them step on one duck one day. So St. Peter said, I'm sorry, but rules are rules. So he took her to a corner of heaven and chained her to a, the most ugly man you've ever seen. So because of your sin, now you're punished. You have to be chained with this guy forever. Oh, the woman was so depressed. This guy is so ugly. The second woman stepped on another duck again another day. So St. Peter took her also nearby to the first woman and change her also to another most ugly man you have ever seen. Okay, so the third woman was very, very scared. <laughs> she she go everywhere tiptoe, you know, and she move one inch at a time only. So she never stepped on any ducks all these months that she was in heaven. And she was very happy and continued to be very careful. But one day suddenly, uh, St. Peter brought a very handsome, gorgeous man to her side and tied her together with him. See? And the woman said, But, but uh, why? St. Peter just left. Don't say nothing. So she asked the man, But what honor do I have to be tied with you, such a handsome young man like this? So the man said, I step on a duck. <laughs> <laughs> they do think of some joke. Ah, <laughs> uh, on a boat, you know. Uh, the uh, one of the sailors celebrate his birthday, so he. Uh, get out some alcohol, you know, and drink a little bit with his buddies on the boat. But the captain caught him, yeah. And uh, he wrote in the report, you know, like every day they report what's going on. They say, today, uh, surgeon so-and-so was drunk. So the the, shoulder, the the sailor said, oh, please, captain, you erase it. Because if you wrote like that, I would never... Oh, very long time until I can become a captain. You know, it's a bad record for me. So please erase it. The captain said, no, rules are rules. I cannot erase it. All right. Uh, a few weeks later, you know, this is a turn for this, a turn for him to write report on the boat. So he wrote uh, a report. Very simple. The sea is calm, the ship is good, the captain today is not drunk. Ha, 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 ha.
not drunk today. I mean, <laughs> other day he always drunk. <laughs> it's a good revenge, huh? Uh, bad, bad. Ah, okay. There were three uh, psychiatrists uh, talking together in uh, in uh, a meeting. You know, they have a meeting for the psychiatrist. So we talk. Say, oh, one said to the other two, oh, you know, people always come to us with all their uh, trouble, sorrow, and their secrets. But if we have some trouble and we have a secret, we could tell no one. So since we are all professional here, maybe we tell each other to relieve a little bit of our pressure, you know? So the one said, okay, why not? Uh, so he, the other one of the psychiatrists say, I am a compulsive gambler, you know? I had a big, big debt at the moment. So sometimes I have to charge the patient more <laughs> than I should do in order to pay my debt. What can I do? No, a situation like that. So the second one say, "Oh, I also have a drug problem, you know, out of control. I frequently have to ask my patient to buy illegal drug for me." <laughs> and the third psychiatrist say, "Oh, my weakness is I cannot keep a secret." <laughs> A man huh, come into a doctor's office and tell him that, tell the doctor that uh, he has a problem. He cannot do anything around the house to help his wife at all. Yeah, what's wrong with him? Yeah, so the doctor give him a good throughout examination, and then the patient asks, "What is wrong with me, doctor? Just tell me a simple term in English. You know, just tell me a simple." word in English, what's wrong with me? So the doctor say, okay, really simple, you are lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the patient say, okay, okay, but now you have to give me a medical term so that I can explain to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> There's a man you know, who is being bossed around by his wife every day. So he got tired. He went to talk to his uh, uh, buddy, you know, friend, uh, man friend, uh, what to do about it, because he's so fed up. His wife is too bullying him, he, bullying him all the time. So the other guy said, ah, you have to show her who's the boss in the house. You have to be a little, you know, macho, bossy. Tell her what to do, okay? So the man said, okay, I try that. And so we went home. And he put, put on his face, you know. Listen here. <laughs> uh, from now, I'm the man of the house. I'm the boss here. You have to listen to me. So when I come home from work, I want my dinner on the table. Uh, and uh, if I go upstairs, I will see my pajama on the bed. Yeah. And if I want to go out, you have to get my clothes ready and shine my shoes, everything. Okay. Um, now I want to go out with the boys tonight. Yeah? So you have to go up 
and prepare the dress, draw me a, a shower, the bath, water, and then just to make sure she understands it. So who is going to dress me up after that? So she said, the undertaker, okay? The <laughs> <laughs> <A> funeral. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, trying hard to be a boss. Uh, some men are together in a club, yeah? And they were just uh, talking and drinking beer, and suddenly a mobile phone ring, you know? One of the mobile phones they put on the bench, ringing. So the guy, one of the men, come and pick it up and say, Hello. Yeah. Uh, everybody listen anyway. He just switch it on, you know, so everybody can listen, you know, the loudspeaker. So, and then uh, the female voice answer, Honey, it's me. Yeah. Uh, are you in the club? Yes, replied the man who switched on the phone. <laughs> he said, I am at the shop now. And there's a beautiful leather coat. It's only $1,000. It's okay that I buy it? Uh, and the man says, sure, go ahead if you like it so much. Uh, so the woman goes on. I also stopped uh, at the Mercedes and I saw the new car. <coughs> uh, I really like it so much, honey. So the man says, how much? And $60,000 only. Okay, for that price. Okay, we have to take all the options with it, no? All right. And then, great, the woman say, Oh, and one more thing, honey. Uh, the house that we wanted last year, uh, now they are back on the market, and even cheaper, a little cheaper price. Uh, they are asking only for $900,000 now, instead of one million before. So should we buy it? Should I buy it? Mm. So the man say, Yeah, well, it's good. Go ahead. But tell them, we are, you know, give them only 800 thousand dollars offer then okay and okay see you later and the woman turned off the phone and everybody look at the man oh my god and uh, the man suddenly asked who who was the phone that <laughs> <laughs> who was this phone belong to <laughs> There was a man who was laying, you know, flat on the three, on the four seat in the movie theater, just laying flat there. Yeah. Oh, so the usher came and tell him, "Sir, you only can only be in one seat, huh? This is four seat that you taken. It's not proper, please." So the man. <laughs> just uh, like moaning, you know, oh, don't say anything. <laughs> and then the, the usher, if you don't get up, I have to go and call the manager. And the man said, oh, don't say nothing, you know. So then uh, the, the usher was very, very angry, so she went and fetched the manager. Of course, both of them came back and stood over the man. So the two of them tried to tell him to move, but... He also said, oh, and they don't move nothing. They don't say nothing. So finally, they had to call in the police. Yeah. So the police came in and looked at the situation and asked, all right, mate, tell me, what's your name? Yeah. And the guy said, David. Okay, David, where are you from? He said, 
upstairs from the balcony. <laughs> he fell down. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Understand, yeah? A policeman, you know, asked the driver to stop because he was swearing around, yeah? Swerving around. And asked him to take a breath test, yeah? So the driver said, I can't. I am asthmatic. And that one could bring me uh, into an attack, you know. So the policeman suggests, okay, give me a urine sample. <laughs> so the man said, I can't do that. I am uh, diabetic, and uh, in my urine, oh, we have all kind of strange stuff. So the police get in angry and say, okay, uh, just get off the car and walk this straight line for me. So the driver said, I can't do that. The police say, why not? He said, because I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, huh? Ah, a man put some flowers on uh, his mother's grave and uh, began to go back to his car. And then suddenly he saw uh, one man uh, kneeling a grave and then keep repeating to himself, Why did you have to die? Why? But why did you have to die? So the, the man feels sympathy for him also, you know, so come nearby and say, Oh, you know, I know what you're feeling, you know. But who is it that you are mourning for so desperately, you know? He say, Oh, it's my wife's first husband. <laughs> you get it? <laughs> because she, he died, so he has to marry her. Now he feels sorry. <laughs> Uh, one guy, you know, um, a baker just walking around with some bread in his basket, yeah. uh, just bought from the shop, you know. He passed by a, a lake and saw two naked women, you know, uh, swimming in there, bathing in there. So he just stand in there. And the two women screamed for him to run aw- to go away and say, if you don't go away, we will never get get out of there anyway. We will never get out of the water until you go away. So the man said, Oh, no, I'm not here to look at you. I just want to feed the piranhas. (laughs) 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 Always men. Sorry for you guys. Why are you so desperate? (laughs) The piranhas are the fish, you know, that are supposed to eat human flesh. (laughs) Horrible. Okay, ah, once upon a time, (laughs) a bunny rabbit and a snake, they were blind from birth, you know, and they decided that uh, they would uh, help each other and live together, okay. Uh, They have, they've been blind from birth, you know, so um, the snake said, okay, but uh, I have to know who you are, so... The snake say, "Okay, I will uh, crawl all over you, and uh, to see who you are first." Okay, so the rabbit say, "Okay, yeah." So the snake crawling around and say, "Oh, you are covered with uh, fur, 
and soft fur, and your nose, uh, you know, twisted around, and you have a cottony tail, mm, that you must be a bunny rabbit. Mm. So the bunny say, yeah, 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 good guess. Now I have to make out what you are. Okay. Okay, so he jumped all over the snakes, yeah, everywhere, and said, oh, you are slippery. You have no backbone. I say you must be either a team leader, supervisor, or a manager. <laughs> Sorry about that. You guys watch it. Huh? Team leader, watch it. Can Well, yeah, really. We could get into that kind of habit, you know, and tell everybody what to do and don't do anything. Yeah. <sighs> And then we get worse and worse, you know, get less intelligent, <laughs> less backbone, <laughs> less muscle, yeah, and less uh, intelligent, yeah, because you tell everybody to do it, they find out everything and you don't know anything. Mm. They find out what to do and they just develop more of their IQ, yeah, and then you don't, you don't know anything because you don't uh, have a hand-on experience and slowly, slowly you lose everything, yeah, okay. Okay, wisdom. <laughs> Three old men to go into a doctor, went to a doctor to office to test their memory uh, ability. The doctor asked him, the first one, what's the three times three? 274, <laughs> he replied. Uh, he asked the second one, what is three times three? And he said, Tuesday. <laughs> So the doctor quickly realized that he's in trouble now with these patients. So he turned to the third old man and asked, Okay, your turn. Last chance. <laughs> what is three times three? Nine. Wow. So the doctor said, Wow, how did you get that? Easy. I just subtracted 274 from Tuesday. <laughs> You wouldn't believe it, huh? <laughs> huh? You like that very much. Okay, a man walk into a pub, order three pints of beer and drink them and go. Went away. Continue for many weeks. And then uh, one day the, the bartender, yeah, and asked him, Why do you always order three pints of beer? And he said, well, my two brothers and I always used to have a pint each, and since they both die, I continue to order three beers in their honor. Yeah. Okay, the, land, uh, the, the barman was very, very touched. Yeah. So whenever he come, we always welcome him warmly, yeah, and give him three beers. Yeah. A few weeks later, a man come in again as usual, but not asking three, three beers. He has only two beer this time. And uh, the bar, barman was very surprised and said, Why so? What's the problem? Oh, no, no problem at all. The man smiled. I just decided to quit drinking. <laughs> <laughs> His beer he don't drink, he drink the other two. <laughs> I give up on men, huh? <laughs> Okay, there is a, a priest 
Oh, I was a little tipsy at driving his car. So the police stopped him for over speeding. And the police smelled alcohol, you know, on the Holy Father's breath and asked him, Sir, Father, you've been drinking, haven't you? The minister said, No, just water. Then tell me, how, how is it that I can smell wine? And he looked in the, the bottles, you know, wine bottle laying on the back seat, you know, and the father also looked in that direction and said, Jesus, he did it again. <laughs> Miracle happens all the time. <laughs> Okay, there's a man who has a very, very long arm, you know. It reaches almost up to his ankle. <laughs> so he's very conscious about it, and everywhere he goes, people stare at him and make fun of him, so he got fed up. He went to um, talk to the priest, say his problem is really grave and really depressing him so much every day, he couldn't put up anymore. So the priest took pity on him and advised him that if you dye your hair red, really bright red, people will take notice of your hair and forget to look at your arms. <laughs> ah, good idea. So he went into the saloon, dyed his hair orange red, yeah, with stripe, oh, you know, green and all that. So, ha, so he came out of the hairdresser feeling proud and confident. And then, there you are, he heard it. Hey, you with the red hair, <laughs> red hair and, and green stripe, <laughs> you. And, and the man feel confident, turn back and say, yeah, so? And the man say, you got a bloody long arms. <laughs> <laughs> you can't run away. A man drove his car right into the front door of a car seller's company and asked uh, whoever had sold him his car, this car to him, come out. And when that man came out, he say he was screaming at him, you know, say he cheated him, he make trouble and all that. And the, the, the salesman said, well, what's wrong? Everything is okay with your car, no? No, not everything is okay. Yeah. I uh, bought this uh, car, this chunk, I say. I bought this chunk <laughs> uh, on, the, uh, on uh, the understanding that it was going to give me a uh, good performance. And it's only get to 110 uphill. 110 uphill. It's terrible. It's not what I wanted. So... Uh, the salesman said, yeah, excuse me, sir, but I must tell you that 110 uphill is a very impressive for a car of this kind. Impressive? You call that impressive? I live at 136. <laughs> <laughs> you understand that? <laughs> okay. Okay. Is a tourist bus uh, was driving on the road. You know, this 
tour bus is only full of old women. Yeah. And uh, uh, after a while, uh, one old woman uh, uh, handed a handful of almonds to the driver. You know, so the driver feel, oh, this is very nice of you, and he took it and ate it. Yeah. After about another few minutes, yeah, another lady hand him also another handful of almonds, and then oh, he thank you, thank you, and then he took it and chewed it off. Hmm. After a while, uh, many other old ladies also keep giving him almonds <laughs> like that to chew. Uh, okay, so he, he said, oh, it's enough already, but why didn't you old ladies eat the almonds yourself instead of giving it to me? I had enough already. So the old, old woman said, oh, we, we have false teeth, we cannot chew it, you know. So the driver asked, then why did you buy them for? He said, no, we just like the chocolate around them. (laughs) (laughs) Ask before you act, huh? Okay. <laughs> there was a duck, you know, walk into a pub and order a drink. Yeah. So um, uh, the bartender feel very impressed. Said, oh, you can't even talk, eh? Sure, the duck said. Now, can I get a drink? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so the bartender, you know, was very amazed but gave him the drink nevertheless, yeah. And uh, after a while, he asked what the duck is doing here. The duck said, I work on the building site, you know, <laughs> uh, across your street here. So the, the bartender said, oh, you should join the circus. You would earn a lot of money there then, you know, because the duck who can talk. <laughs> so the circus? The duck was very feeling surprised. The circus? Oh, what would the circus want to do with a bricklayer like me? <laughs> you understand? He thought he's a bricklayer, yeah. <laughs> I don't understand, huh? Oh, dear. Okay, a duck who can talk. Of course, uh, he should go into the, the circus, you know. Then he would earn a lot of money, you know, instead of doing uh, the building, yeah. <laughs> so... So the bartender suggests he go to the circus, but the, the duck do not think that he's a duck. He say, what, what do the circus do with a bricklayer like me? <laughs> you know, the building constructor. It is a joke. You don't get it. Oh, I laugh so much. Yes. Oh, never mind. Okay. Uh, on a low budget flight, yeah, to Paris. Uh, there was a man sitting uh, in a seat and waiting to take off, yeah. And another man come near to him, man again, huh? Now mark it, huh? Another man come to him and say, You are on my seat, sir. Don't think so. First come, first serve, no? With this airline, because it's cheap, you know? Yeah. So he still sit there. Look here, 
You know, if you don't move, I have to go and call the attendant, flight attendant. Oh, come whoever you like, call whoever you like. I'm just sitting here. So after a while, the man was angry and uh, I went to find the flight attendant and complained. Yeah. So the flight attendant said, I'm sorry, sir, maybe you have to choose another seat. Yeah? The man stand up, picks up his bag, his hat, and says, Okay, I never want to fly this plane anyway. <laughs> He's a pilot. <laughs> Got it? In a pet shop, uh, a man wants to buy a parrot. So the owner show him and uh, uh, show him one of the parrots that uh, have beautiful feather and even speak English. Mm. Cost $1,000. Yeah. So he show him another with more beautiful feather and speak English, French and Italian. Yeah. <laughs> and can also use, uh, I would say, computer. Yeah. <laughs> it costs 3000 $3,000. And then... Uh, certainly the man uh, saw a parrot in a small cage and say uh, it's not a beautiful feather or anything, only gray color, you know, maybe it's an African gray. So he said, how much is that one then? He said, $5,000. $5,000? Does it speak a lot more foreign languages? Nope. Does it have any talents then? Mm, no, not that I know. It just sit there all day. Then why is it five thousand dollars? For God's sake, say, because the other two call him boss. <laughs> a man go into a lawyer office and say, "I heard people have sued." tobacco companies for giving them lung cancer, right? So the lawyer said, yeah, yeah, that's perfectly true. The man said, well, I'm interested in suing somebody also, you know. Some. Uh, so the lawyer said, okay, who are you talking about? The man said, I would like to sue all the uh, alcohol company, the brewery company, for all the ugly women I have slept with. <laughs> <laughs> Understand? Uh, when he's drunk. Huh? It's incredible, but a 65-year-old woman has a baby. So everybody come visit and, you know, and congratulations and all that, and then ask, ask her if uh, they can see the baby. She say, no, not yet, not now. So they say, why? When are they, is he sleeping? Is the baby sleeping? The woman say, I don't know. <laughs> so they ask then, why, why couldn't we see the baby? When, when can we see the baby then? Uh, she say, okay, whenever the baby cries, then we can see her. I say, why is that? She said, because I forgot where I put her. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> like the phone, you know. When you forget the phone, you, you, you ring it. <laughs> Uh, David was uh, in the office, and uh, his colleague noticed that he wear an earring. He said, huh, since when did you wear an earring? Before you hate them, 
you hate men, you wear earrings, why do you wear it now? He said, well, ever since my wife found one of it on my bed, <laughs> I wear it. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> he has to say he wears it. <laughs> Two uh, idiots meeting each other, this is okay now, yeah. Uh, what have you got there? One asked the other. Say, ah, some bread, huh? some rolls of bread. Uh, if I can guess how many you have, can you give me some? Yeah. So the other say, yeah, if you can guess, I give you both love. <laughs> and the men say, okay, I know, five of them, right? <laughs> you understand? <laughs> he already said, if you guess it, I give you both. But he said, okay, five. <laughs> Okay, a doctor was uh, explaining to a group of students about um, X-ray. You know, he said, "Okay, you can look at that, this X-ray, and you see the person uh, uh, has a limp. You know, he's limping. He limps because his left uh, fibula and his tibia are radically arched, so he limps." Yeah. So the doctor asked to make sure the student understands. He turned around and asked, so what would you do in this case, in a case like this? So the students say, mm, I suppose I would limb also. <laughs> you understand that? Yeah? What's supposed to mean how you treat him? But he, he mistake, or maybe just want to make fun. After wedding for a while, you know, uh, husband and wife wake up early one morning, yeah. And they're up for a long time already and met in the kitchen, you know. Uh, and uh, the husband was very pleased with his marriage, he feel it was very good. So he asked her with all confidence, you know, sweetheart, uh, okay, if you just make the toast and pour the juice, breakfast will be ready. Yeah. So the Lisa asked, Great, what are we, we having for breakfast? He said, Toast and juice. <laughs> <laughs> Got it? Yeah. Oh, this is a little bit difficult. Okay, a mechanic was repairing a car, you know, who removed the cylinder from the engine of a Jaguar and then he saw a heart surgeon come into his garage and waiting for somebody to look at his car, you know, surgeon, heart surgeon's car. So he was uh, uh, kind of agitated. He said, hey, doctor, can I ask you something? doctor said, okay. He walked over and said, what is it? The, the mechanic, mechanic uh, saw, saw him what he's doing and said, look, uh, I open his heart, I take the valves out, fix them, put them back in. And it's worked just like new after I finished. So how come I get a small salary and you get a lot of money when you and I are doing basically the same stuff? So the surgeon think about it for a while, smile and then say to him, but you try to do it while the engine is running. <laughs> it's a different story. It's alive. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah.
Okay. A man, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> it's written here. <laughs> it's not me. Eh? A man goes into the doctor's office with a banana stuck in his ear, <laughs> a pear on the other ear, some grapes on his nose, and some blackberry on the other nose. And say, Doctor, I feel terrible. So the doctor say, Of course, you are not eating properly. <laughs> Even vegetarian, you have to eat properly, <laughs> yeah? <laughs> okay. A man came home. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it says here, <laughs> a man again, no? It's not, I'm not reading this, huh? A man came home from work and was greeted by his wife. But she was dressed in, you know, transparent. Lingering, you know, <laughs> and in a sexy pose, yeah. smiling in high heels and all that, with a glass of champagne. Yeah. That's what they do outside. You know. And she said to him, Darling, you can tie me up and do anything you want. Okay? Oh, very nice. So he tied her up and went out to <laughs> play football. <laughs> <laughs> a lady, you know, running downstairs into the lobby, hotel lobby, and scream at the receptionist. I'm in a hurry, I'm in a hurry, check me out, check me out quick. So the receptionist look at her from up to down, up to down, around and around, and say, Oh, you look okay, just your bum is a little bit big. <laughs> <laughs> check out. <laughs> it's a quick check out, all right. <laughs> you understand? Uh, check out of the hotel, yeah. Oh, this is the last joke, man. Try to enjoy it. It lasts for the day. A man went into a barber shop for a shave, huh? The barber is uh, lathering him. And customer mentioned that uh, he uh, has a problem when he wants to shave around the cheek, you know, because he's come in like this. It's difficult to have a good shave. So the barber say, oh, uh, just uh, put a ball, you know, between your teeth and your cheek, and then it will be okay. And then the man do that, and the barber can shave everything closed. Yeah, close shave. Okay. After a few strokes, the client asked, in Gabor's speak, Oh, I have swallowed it, what to do? Oh, the barber said, Oh, don't worry, just bring it back tomorrow like everybody else. <laughs> 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 okay. You're welcome. That's that. Okay, see you guys. Meditate or have a refreshment and go back meditate, okay? Ciao. Was it good, the joke? Yes. yes.
three, I don't mention the nationalities, okay? <laughs> there must be some, you know, when you read a joke, you know who made it. If they make fun about Austria, you know it's a German joke. <laughs> if they make fun about the island, Irishman or Scottish, I know it's an English joke. And if they make fun about the English embassy, I know it must be Irish joke. <laughs> okay. This one, it must be German joke, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not really. It must be British joke. Yeah. Okay. Three men are working on a high-rise building, uh, construction, you know, and then one of them falls off and die from the high building, fall down and die. Uh, at the ambulance, uh, take that body away, you know, the one of the men say, Oh my God, uh, some one of us have to go and tell his wife, but how? How, how can we do this? So one of the youngest guys said, Oh, I'm very good at sensitive issue. I go and tell her, don't worry. So he went, and two or three hours later he came back, carry a big, crate of beer. And the man said, What? One of our friend died and you got the beer? He said, No, I got it for free. Yeah. He said, Where from? Eh, from the wife of the the deceased. Say how? So no, I just went her and went there and tell her that her husband died and she gave me the beer. So so the other two guys said, How is it possible? that you tell her that her husband died and then she gave you the beer? She said, yes, honestly. But how did you say it? She said, because I told her. I ring the bell and she opened the door and said, Ah, I bet you are Mr. Smith's widow, right? She said, no, I'm not a widow. So she said, I bet you are a crate of beer that you are. <laughs> <laughs> Very sensitive, eh? Very good at sensitive issues. Okay. <laughs> now this this is American joke. Yeah. But I'm not telling you. Okay. Okay. So I don't I change the nationalities, okay? Yeah. The um, there is a village, you know? And people in that village keep falling into a big hole in the middle of the main street and die, uh, wounded, you know? Mm. But because uh, the hospital is about, you know, 50 kilometers away, something, too far, you know, so people often die of injury and bleeding without having treatment uh, quickly enough. So the town, uh, the major call, the, the village chief, you know, call everybody there to address the issue, see what to do. And uh, one of the locals said, we must build our own hospital near here. And the village said, oh, no, we don't have enough budget for that. Uh, so anybody else has a better idea or not? So one say, ah, I got a very good idea, perfect. We just dig a hole next to the hospital. 
Very cool. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> uh, two men, you know, walking their dogs and met each other in the cemetery, yeah? And the other one say, morning. <laughs> you know, like, good morning, yeah? But they just say, morning. And the other say, no, no, I'm just walking the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Like morning or not, I'm just walking. The two people, uh, you know, are riding horses in the desert, and then some uh, tribal people surround them. You know, you know the tribal people with spears and uh, how's it, bows and bows and arrows and everything, you know, painted face and all that, the feather head. Okay, so one of the men, the two riders, look at the other and say, Hey, Pai, look like we are getting into trouble here. So the other look at him and say, um, Who the hell are you? I don't know you. <laughs> Pale face. <laughs> You understand? I want to side with the, <laughs> the tribe. <laughs> it's, it was a bad joke, uh, especially the, the war in the between. Yeah. The teacher say, okay, uh, class, we're going to, to tell uh, each other today what's your father's occupation. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Richard, tell me first, uh, what is your father doing? He say, my father is a doctor. Wow, very good. Uh, what about you, Jean? What is your father doing? Oh, my father is a lawyer. Ah, very nice. And then keep asking one after another, and the last boy, Ho! <laughs> uh, Bob, what does your father do? B- Bob say, oh, my father's dead, teacher. So the teacher was feeling, you know, kind of very sad surprise and oh I'm so sorry love uh, what did he do before he died uh, Bob said he turned purple and collapsed on the <laughs> floor. <laughs> straight answer no Uh, a man <laughs> walking around on the street, you know, he was sweating and worrying because he's uh, going to have an important meeting and he couldn't find a parking space. So looking up to the heaven, he said, Oh, Lord, take pity on me, have compassion. Uh, if you give me a parking space right now, I will go to the church every Sunday for the rest of my life. <laughs> And I will give up drinking alcohol. So, oh, miracle happened. A spark space just appeared right in front of him. So when the man saw it, he said, Oh, thank you anyway. I found it myself. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.
lot of good devotees. <laughs> Uh, a policeman pulled a man over for speed driving. And then as the police go near the car, he saw he saw he has a, a lot of knives on his back seat. They said, Huh, what are you doing with all these knives? So the man said, Oh, no, nothing. I'm just a juggler, you know. I use it to do my job in the circus. I'm juggling it in the circus. Uh-huh, really? Okay, show it to me. Prove it. <laughs> so the man come out, took the knife, and do his juggling. First only two, and then three, four, five, six, seven, ten of them. And he keep juggling, you know, one after another. Wow. Okay. And then, <laughs> and then uh, suddenly another car passing by, you know, and the driver saw that, say to his, uh, how do you say, co, in the passenger seat, and say, oh, remind me never to drink and drive again. Look at the test they're making you do now. <laughs> Normally, just breath testing. <laughs> oh, this is a, a little quiz. What do you call a woman who works as hard as a man? Hmm? Man? No, lazy. <laughs> it's printed here. It's not me. <laughs> it's not me who talk. He knows each other. <laughs> 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 uh, in a class, the teacher asks her students to write one sentence about some, you know, public service people. You know, like police or garbage collector, fireman, something like that, yeah? So, uh, one of the pupils write, A fireman came down the ladder pregnant. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my God, when she read it, she called Johnny to uh, a corner and said, Hey, don't you know what pregnant means, kid? Uh, sure, I know. It means carrying a child. <laughs> it was a husband and wife uh, going on holidays through a, a very uh, remote uh, areas in Wales, and the town name is something. Goboro, something like that. It's a long name. Does they have such name in Wales? Very long, long, long. You know, like, huh? It's a different language. Yeah, but it's such a long, like the whole alphabet is there. <laughs> okay, so they have trouble pronouncing it. So they think it's better. They go to a lunch somewhere and then ask the native people to practice how to pronounce this word. So after they go in the restaurant, and then uh, he, the husband uh, spot a blonde next to his table and lean over to him and uh, to her and ask, Could you please uh, tell us the name of where we are? So the blonde looked at him strangely 
But finally, she said, you know, King. <laughs> oh, McDonald, whatever. <laughs> Anybody who knows what was the last thing that Columbus told his men before they got on the ship? Get on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> what else would he say? <laughs> okay, a man. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> well, that's the first word I, I see. A man goes to the dentist and asks, "How much is it for a tooth extraction?" Eighty-five dollars, sir. Uh, so. Oh, the man was a little bit surprised. Have you got anything cheaper? <laughs> well, the dentist said that's a normal charge for a tooth extraction, sir. Okay, what if uh, you don't use any anesthetic for that? So the the your dentist said, oh, this uh, <laughs> never nobody ever asked like that before, but it's very painful, you know. And, okay, suppose uh, that's what you want, we can do it for $60. Okay, all right, the, the husband's still thinking, okay, uh, but uh, what about if you use one of your, uh, uh, just your trainees to do the job, you know, and without anesthesia? So the dentist say, okay, well, possible. Uh, it's even more painful. <laughs> <laughs> But if that, uh, if you want, then we can bring the price down to uh, like uh, $35. Mm. Okay, it's getting better, but uh, what if you use it as a part of a student training session? Would it be cheaper then? Then she said, well, okay, uh, it will be good for the students too, I guess. Okay, in that case, in that case we will charge only $10.00. Say the dentist, eh? Okay, now that's what we are talking about. <laughs> the man said, "Is the deal?" He shook the dentist's hand and said, "Can you confirm an appointment tomorrow for my wife?" <laughs> <laughs> Even the man shake his head. A motorist was stopped, you know by the roadside, by the police. Uh, and the, the motorist, he rolled out the window, you know, and the police said, ha, 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 we have been waiting for such a guy like you for a long, long time. So the driver said, yes, I knew that. That's why I speed as quick as possible. Good excuse. <laughs> oh, yeah. A newly uh, learned and young magician got a job, you know, on a cruise ship, uh, working uh, on magic, you know, magical tricks, and he has a parrot. Okay, the parrot <laughs> is not a very cooperative partner. He always tell people what he did. <laughs> oh, he hide 
the the he hide the card under his sleeves. Oh, oh, he just uh, having a pigeon in his pocket, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> uh, but uh, what can the magician do? You know, <laughs> so they put up with each other. One day, somehow the ship sank, and both of them were stranded. You know, uh, survived, but stranded on an island, and sit there for a couple of days, looking at each other. Finally, the parrot couldn't bear it anymore the silence, so he broke the ice. Okay, I give up. This time. What did you do with the ship? <laughs> he couldn't guess this time. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> All right, another one. I have a lot. <laughs> a woman sent flowers to somebody who was... Uh, moving to uh, Morocco for a job, new job, yeah. She sent, uh, she also need to send flowers the same time to a funeral, you know, of a friend. Or later, <laughs> the flower shop got all mixed up, and she found out that. Because a man who was moving to Morocco for a new job got a car that said, Deepest Condolence. <laughs> And the car that they sent to the funeral home said, I know it's hot where you are going, but you deserve it. <laughs> it's funny, huh? Yeah, I'm glad you like it. <laughs> Thanks to the people who collect these jokes. <laughs> A plumber uh, is repairing a leaking uh, pipe, you know, water pipe, at a, at a very very posh house. Yeah. After a few minutes' job, he asked for seventy-five dollars. So the owner of the house said, "Christ, I don't even charge that much, and I'm a surgeon, <laughs> a doctor, you know." So the owner say like that, and the plumber say, "Yes, you're right. That's why I switched from surgery to plumbing." <laughs> More lucrative. <laughs> okay, I don't know if this is very funny. A doctor, an engineer, and a priest, and a royal mail postman. Postmen were debating who was the world's first professional. Yeah, before, you know, the beginning of the creation. Mm. So the doctor said, It must have been a doctor. Yes. Who else could have helped with the world's first surgery uh, of taking a rib from Adam to make Eve? Yeah. So the first woman, you know, a surgery job, no? Okay. And the priest said, No, no. It must have been a rabbi, you know, the priest. Yeah. Since the Lord needed someone to help preach His message to Adam and the world. Wait a minute, say the engineer. The world was created in six days from nothing. So, uh, uh, you have to know that must be a job of a master engineering. How can uh, uh, somebody else would organize the world into 
such a civilized and and orderly place from chaos, yeah. So the mailman said, "Yeah, yeah, but who created chaos in the beginning?" <laughs> Is the mailman that bad? Is he that bad? Yeah. A man goes into a barber shop, and the barber asks him, "Do you want a crew cut?" You know what a crew cut is? A crew? He said, "No, no, it's just for me, <laughs> not for the whole crew." <laughs> One guy who was diving, you know, in a kind of uh, aquatic, you know, aquarium, you know, for people to dive for fun, is around twenty feet below the sea surface. When he noticed that there is a man, another man, uh, at the same depth, but uh, no scuba gear, nothing, yeah. And the diver goes down to another twenty feet, and after a few minutes, the man also join him. And the diver go down another twenty feet lower below, and a few minutes later, the same guy join him again, the same depth, yeah. So this uh, made this uh, diver feel very surprised and confused. So he uh, get out something to write on the block, you know, on a board or something, and say, "How did you get here without any gear or breathing uh, apparatus?" So the other guy grabbed the board, erased it, and write it again. I'm drowning, you idiot! <laughs> Okay. One fine day, you know, John, you know, went flying into the living room and said uh, to the parents, Mom, Dad, good news. I'm engaged to the most beautiful girl in town, and her name is Susie. So, okay, after a while, uh, Dad, you know, took him outside of the room and talked to him, you know, quietly. You know what? Um, I have to have a talk with you. Uh, we've been married for thirty years, and she's a wonderful wife. But she, you know, I need some excitement sometimes, and she doesn't have it. So you know, Susie is uh, one of my night out uh, uh, results, and she's your half sister. You can't marry her. Sorry, love. Oh, John was heartbroken. What can he do? Okay, forget all about it. After another year, he started dating again, and then he came home very excited again and said, "Mom, Dad, you know, good news for you. I'm engaged to uh, <laughs> uh, what's the name? Whatever. What's the name? Huh? Jean. Okay. I'm engaged to Jean. Okay. So after that, uh, the dad took him out again to another room uh, conversation again. I'm sorry." Uh, Jean is also one of your half sister, and you can't marry her. <laughs> so the John was very, very heartbroken this time. So he didn't know what to do. He was so sad, so sad. He couldn't care less. He went and told the mom all about it. He said, "Look, mom, dad has been fooling around so much. It looks like the whole town is his half. <laughs> it's my half sister. I can't marry any of them. I think. Look like I can never marry here." So the mother chuckled and said, "Don't worry, son. He's not your real father."
what good for the goose, eh? You're cool, eh? <laughs> a man was knocking back at the drinks. Uh, oh, um, a man was knocking back the drinks in the bar. A man again, huh? I think you you have had enough, mate. You know, the barman tell him. But I've just lost my wife. So the barman oh, feel very sympathetic for him, sympathetic for him, and say, okay, well, I understand. It must be very hard. Losing a wife, eh? So the man replied, Hard? It was almost impossible. <laughs> One night, Georgia went out to the kitchen, you know, and drinking himself down there in the kitchen, drinking coffee and like crying a little. And his wife suddenly hear him and awoke. In the middle of the night, came down and saw him in the kitchen all alone with tears and all that. So she asked him, What's wrong? What's wrong? So the man said, Oh, uh, remember when we first met and, you know, we were madly in love and all that, and then uh, suddenly, uh, and then we make it out everywhere, and then your father came down and caught us one day. Yeah, I remember that. You know, the the wife gets sentimental. It was happy, happy day. And then he said, And remember, your father pointed a gun at me and then asked me, uh, because uh, he's a police, he said, Either you marry my daughter or you go to jail for 30 years. Yeah, you know. So the man said, So the wife said, Yeah, I remember all that. But then why are you crying? He said, Well, today is the day I would have been free. <laughs> from a life sentence. I was 30 years only and now I got a life. <laughs> a passenger on a turbulent flight, you know, was very worried because it was very, very strong turbulence outside and the plane gave, uh, uh, you know, how you say, uh, bumping around, yeah. So he, uh, she turned to the priest next to her and said, uh, Sir, you are a man of God. Surely you could do something about this. So the priest said, No, I'm in sales department, not manage- management. <laughs> only sales. <laughs> sales guy only. You understand? I'm in sales department, not in management. <laughs> okay, a bank manager. Oh, in America. <laughs> Uh, noticed that one of his uh, cashier, new one, you know, doesn't know anything about uh, uh, arithmetic, arithmetic skills. Yeah, so he calls him into his office and say, "Son, where did you say you study finance again?" The manager asked the new cashier. He said, "Yeah, yeah, sir, yeah." So I see. Uh huh. So he was thinking that maybe he got the wrong guy, you know. If this guy is studying Yale, then he must have got the wrong uh, cashier. And so I said, okay, what did you say your name was, son? He said, Yim Johnson, sir. <laughs> 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 now get it? 
Jim Johnson, jail. Million <laughs> finance in jail, not jail. Jim Jim Johnson, said like Hawaii. You're welcome. Knowing that they are going to die anyway, so God feels sorry for them and give them one last wish. So the Frenchman asked for a huge dinner and excellent wine and all that for the last time. Okay, and the German asked if he can make the after dinner speech, and the Englishman. Clapped his hand together and said, "Oh, please, Lord, let me die before the Germans start." <laughs> I don't know why. What's wrong with the German speech? Huh? Tell me. Huh? You keep going. Boring speech. Oh, properly. Yeah. Okay. Georgia is sitting at the coffee coffee shop and then uh, staring at his uh, cappuccino. So his friend, you know, Johnny, walk in and sit down next to him. Uh, and he tried to make a conversation with George, but uh, long, long time, and uh, Georgia don't answer him. You know, just mm, mm, here and there. Okay. So he asked John, "What is your uh, George? What is your problem?" John asked. "Well, I think I have upset my wife. After she asked me one of those questions she always asks, now in now I am in deep trouble at home." "What kind of question was that?" John asked George. "Well, my wife asked me if I would still love her, if I will still love her, when she was old, fat, and ugly." <laughs> "That's easy." You should say, "Of course, I will." Then George said, "Yeah, yeah, that's what I did, but I forgot to say I will. I say I do." It's <laughs> 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 a different one word make a big difference. Tell you, yeah, right. One of the employee phoned his uh, boss and say, "Sorry, boss, I'm sorry. I'm not going to be able to come for work today." The boss say, "What's wrong with you?" I had a vision problem, boss. So, the boss said, "Oh, it sounds serious. What seemed to be the real vision problem?" So the employee say, "I just don't see myself at work today." <laughs> It's truly a vision problem. <laughs> There are two employees, two men, you know, <laughs> again, working in the casino, and they just standing there, boy, you know, not much to do yet. And suddenly, a very beautiful, sexy, attractive blonde girl arrives, and she bet ten thousand dollars on a single roll of the dice. And she says, "I hope you don't mind, 
but I always feel much better and luckier when I'm completely nude, naked when I play uh, in the casino. So with that, she stripped everything from the neck down to the toe. And the, as the dice come to the stop, she jumped around and said, Ah, yeah, yeah, see, I won, I won, I won. And she took all the money, <laughs> winning, and then hugged uh, those dealers and then run out. And then the dealers, you know, in the casino staring at each other. And one uh, asked the others, what, what did she roll? The other man answered, I don't know, I thought you were watching. <laughs> <laughs> she's really lucky when she's naked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> a man walked into a pet shop and want to buy a bird, a parrot. Yeah. So uh, the owner introduced to him a, a real nice parrot and beautiful. Say, okay, this is a very specially trained parrot, huh? If you pull the string on the left leg, he will recite the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. If you pull the string on his right leg, he will recite the Genesis. Wow! But what if you pull both of the strings? <laughs> you know, the man asked. Then the parrot scream. you know. Then I will fall off my <laughs> You idiot! <laughs> pull off the leg, both of them. Is, the parrot is screaming. Then I will fall off my perch, you idiot. <laughs> you got it, huh? <laughs> okay, I think I don't have any more. Well, maybe this one because we're short. So I scrap this for you. <laughs> a man walk into a bar and order a drink. And after a few drinks, he need to go to the bathroom, you know? But he worried that uh, his uh, leftover drink, somebody will drink it. So he put a sign on it. He said, I spit in it, don't drink. Yeah? So when he came back, there's another sign next to it. He said, I also did. Our <laughs> 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 husband said to his wife, I'm off, down to the pub. Get your coat on. So the wife said, Why? Am I coming with you to the pub? He said, No, no, I'm switching the heating off. <laughs> okay, finish, I think. All right, thank you for watching. <laughs> All right. What? I have to walk out, refresh a little bit, and maybe come back and meditate, okay? I'm all in next door. Mm -hmm. Ciao. <laughs> anyway, do you have any question about the jokes? <laughs> okay, then. See you. Maybe. Ciao. Yeah, at least we had some laugh, eh? That's a good point.